and I started reading the Bible a year ago, and it's made a huge impact in my life. The whole purpose of this podcast is for me to document learning more about the Bible with Terry and us to spread that knowledge and spread this gospel and teaching of the gospel throughout each and every person that we can reach. I'm Terry Rothton and I'm basically here just trying to spread the word of Jesus so everybody gets to know what what the real version of what we're supposed to be doing with God and, and what Jesus is all about and really understanding who Jesus is and why why he's so important to our lives and um, that we need to really bring back this Jesus that we have in, in with it, within us. So uh, Abby's going to start out with the scripture of the day here. So go ahead, Abby. Probably my favorite one this morning is Luke ten nineteen. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. It's a really good one to go to anytime you feel powerless or any type of attack. Just know that he literally tells us that he gave us the power over the enemy so and you just have to speak it away you know what i mean like you know that, that's all it is like just re repent it you know what i mean just speak it away and resist the devil and he will flee from you he'll flee from you you know so you've got to understand that like that's all it ever is it's just always the devil so all you got to do is just say whoa 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 devil just get out of me get away from me and, and give him some verses and the devil is just going to go away because yeah. he can't come in you if, if you curse him out you know what i mean so just uh remember that you know it's just very important that you can't get attacked unless you allow yourself to get attacked by by not going to the scripture and and, and seeking the word when when you're being attacked it's like not putting up your shield or grabbing your sword or your gun when you're being attacked like why wouldn't you do that this is your shield you know this was david's shield this was everybody's shield so when you're when you're getting attacked you got to go get your armor you got to go get your shield so you know when you're going to get when you feel this attack coming on go grab the bible because it's all you got to do put the shield up and the devil flees like he can't do nothing he's powerless like he, he can't do anything not nothing not, not one thing can he yeah. do when you put your shield up you know you're completely covered it says over and over again you are completely covered so put your shield up go grab your bible people put your shield up because once you do that he's powerless powerless not one thing he can do to harm you powerless. And we know that this is what jesus did whenever he was in the wilderness for 40 days he used scripture over and over and over to combat every single thing that satan tried on him satan tried right. to tempt him with everything and i mean um i actually i have to bring this up because it's just so cool i I honest to God, I don't remember downloading this app. I don't know how it got on my phone. I have no idea. Um, but it had to just be God. So it's called Brilliant Bible. And it's this. Um, I'm going to kind of show it here. See Can't it. see nothing. But I yeah. Know. <laughs> Hold on. Wait till it's not loaded. Oh, okay. I literally, I was looking through my apps yesterday and I saw this app called Brilliant Bible. And I was like, well, this is really cool. I don't remember this at all. And so I went into it, and it is a comic. Oh, okay, well, 
You're just gonna have well, to check it out for yourself. We'll I guess. check it out. Check it out for ourselves. Um. Oh, but I really want to find. It's it's literally it's it's so cool. It's it's a comic. Um, it breaks the Bible down into comics, and it's like a swipe story. So, it'd be great for teenagers, honestly. Um, if you can't get them off their phones, at least put this on here. Um, it takes forever to load. But anyways, it was it was the story of Jesus in the wilderness. And it's, as you're swiping through, it's, it's like interactive. So as you swipe, like the um, devil comes in and he squishes the bird and it like flies down. It's so cool. It's, it's an actual comic, but it's like a book as you flip through it, but then components move. Um, here we go. I don't know how well it's going to let you see it. You can kind of see. You can see it now, yeah. Okay. So, it's when the screen's loading that it gets real bad. <laughs> okay. So, as you're swiping through, you can see the comic, and there's Satan. And it, you know, it, it has actual scriptures. It just tells the story in a fun, interactive way, and he squishes the bird, and then the bird Yeah, they, they used to have these in the bathrooms back in the 90s. But they huh. weren't interactive. They used to have these comics exactly like this in the bathroom in the 90s. Really? You'd go, you'd go sit in a bathroom stall, and every bathroom stall had one of these. I mean, this is really cool to me. I just... It I, would basically tell you you were going to burn in hell. You're not repenting from your sins. And they were well, right. And this was this was the, the scene. This is the whole story of when Jesus is in the wilderness, and he hands the stone, and he's like, why don't you turn this stone into bread? And Jesus says, you know... Man is not to live on bread alone. It just goes through. It's really cool. So, yes. um, anyways, I stumbled upon that and I was like, "Well, this is really neat." And, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I always like, cool I always like for... reading those. Huh? I always like reading those. those See, little... and I, I mean, you never seen those, huh? The, no, the my generation people. wasn't huge on comic books. I never, I never really. No, no, no. They were just in every bathroom. They were like a little. Uh, little pamphlet that went in every men's bathroom oh, in wow. the world and it was uh, a 10 15 page thing of, of the end of times and oh, it, wow. i mean it was everywhere you ever went in the, in the I've 80s i've never 90s. seen one that's really oh, yeah cool. i didn't even know they i mean i haven't seen them in years but everywhere you went they used to have them and you would just while you were going to the bathroom we didn't have phones back then so you would just read these you know what i mean while you're sitting on the toilet at, at any rest stop at any anything like that they had these uh any hotels or anything you would sit there and read through this little comic book of of jesus and, and uh the end of times maybe we should get back to printing some of those and get well them out that's there. kind of the thought that i had you know the app is is great because everyone's on their phones but i would like to print them out and put them everywhere too because it's really neat and actually it's in um it's in jesus revolution the, oh yeah the um Oh, the main character basically. Anyways, he he's an artist and he draws and he draws you know comics, and um, he he turns it into like little little like flip books basically, and they get yeah. like two thousand of them printed, and he's really excited about it. So, um, anyways, I just it was a great idea, but yeah, just a neat way to really get it out there. I just can't stress it enough how much um, I feel like the generations we live in now, it doesn't it doesn't get taught to kids the gospel. It's like something that they feel like they can, when they're older they'll 
but I mean, you need to start the minute they're. You never, you never, you never get to learn it because you know, just like I was teaching, showed you the other day, like what Passover and the unleavened bread is. You yeah, know, I've never heard of it in my life, and I'm just devastated that I've lived my whole life not knowing this. That I've just been eating. Well, and then you know, most people argue with me, and they're like, "Well, we don't have to do that anymore. That's in the Old Testament. We don't have to." You know, we don't have it's to. Just, it's just forever and ever. You can it's go not. shopping on Sundays now. It's, you know, we don't have to. And it's like, well, you know, it, it is in the Bible, though. I, I understand that Jesus died on the cross to protect us from our sins, but that doesn't mean that we should just keep sinning. And we should just obey God. Covered. I mean, he did put it in here. I just, I, I so far, I've not read anywhere in this Bible where it tells me mm. that because Jesus died on the cross, everything from the Old Testament is a null mm. and void. Now, you'll, you'll men can shave their never see that. and women, they don't have to not cut the, and I don't even know where that came from, but there are some things that, you know, when you miss truths about it, that's what makes it, uh, yeah. that's why we're reading through it, you know what I mean? That's why, you know, we're showing, like, the Passover does mean, God did say, you know, don't eat leavened bread, don't have pasta, don't have cookies, don't have bread, you know, Yeah, uh, that's regular. why I immediately asked, what all has yeast in it? What do I, so I'm just going to stick to meat and vegetables just to be safe because... Well, there, there, you'll, you'll, we'll get there, but you know, you'll be reading it. Like it show, it tells you exactly what to do. Okay. You know what I mean? There's, there's certain things that you can't do. Well, I'm saying, like nowadays in our generation, almost any snack that you could eat is gonna have likely. And that's what that's why it has that. So yeah. you're all disobedient because you don't know. You're you're disobeying God. Yeah. It's plain and simple. He made it. He said, on these seven days, in order to do this, why why we do that is remember, is to remember. The Exodus. Remember what God did on that day. If you don't remember your history, you will repeat the history. So well, God made it this time. So you ate the poor man's bread. No matter how much money you had, no matter what you did, you always had to remember the poor, the hungry, the sick, everybody, because you ate the same bread as they did. You didn't have all the other stuff. You gave it up. You yeah. know what I mean? You weren't able to do that. So that was part of remembering the exodus, remembering of what God did for us, you know, and, and, and when, and God commanded it, you know, he said that you can't eat bread on those seven days of Passover. Yeah. And it's right there in the Bible, but people t will argue this all day long. You know what I mean? And, and they will, they'll say, well, Jesus died. What? Well, no, that doesn't give you a right not to do anything else. Yeah, you it doesn't I mean? mean to forget <laughs> what he did for us. You might as well go murder then. Why aren't you a murderer? I asked him. Why aren't why aren't you murdering and raping right now? Well, because. Well, why wouldn't you be your animal? So go yeah. rape and murder. You don't have any moral law, so you should. If you're going to follow only one, why follow any? Yeah. You know what I mean? I we only need follow these traditions to come back. I also want to know when the Feast of Tabernacles is supposed to be. I want to start doing this. I want all of these traditions to be a part of our life. I'm so sick to my stomach about the fact that. We have all these ridiculous traditions like picking up eggs and um, sitting on buddies' laps and sitting on the bearded man's laps and all these things that seem very ridiculous to me, but we don't have a Passover. We don't have a Feast of Tabernacles. We don't have all these things that I'm reading about. I mean, I'm just now reading this for the first time in my life, and it's... Well, that's why we're reading through this. Every, it's every, blowing you know my I mean? mind, but it's, it's, it's making me sad. It's making me really sad because I've never, ever learned any of this till I sat down and read the Bible, and that's really sad mm -hmm. to me. I'm, I mean, 28 years of my life, 
and I'm not someone who's like shielded from education. Like I went to college. For right, right. You, you, were, you, were raised, you were raised in the church and you still and don't I know. I was you. raised in the church. I was raised in the church on right. both sides of my family. And I've never learned any of this. And it just, it makes me really sad that the whole world, I don't believe that they're just like doing this. It's just been lost. It's been completely lost. No, no, it, 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 they, 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 they lost it. On, it goes back to an exact date. Like I said, we're going to get back to when it got lost and why it got lost. Huh. Got you know what I mean? But it is lost and we have to bring it back because yeah. people need to understand you can't just do whatever no. and say Jesus died on the cross and I'm good. You're not serving God. You're not so serving God. It's like God. we're talking no. about fasting on the time that Jesus fasted. I mean, we should right, all right. be there's fasting there's during Easter. Jesus died. He was yeah. tormented and tortured and brutally hung on a cross. Why would we be celebrating and feasting and eating? Right. No, and, and you'll, on the you'll day see of his resurrection, happened. sure. Yeah, and you'll see sure what, why the last supper was so important because it's the last day of Passover. Yeah. So that was the last, you know what I mean? They, they weren't able to eat. So that was, on the last day of Passover, you were able to feast, you know? So and have you, the leavened bread and eat. all the food you wanted. You yeah, you do whatever you want. So that was the big feast, you know what I mean? To celebrate, you, you know, the getting out of Exodus. That was to celebrate the leaving of exodus you know the exodus itself so there was a whole reason that we if you don't remember it you're going to relive it and yeah. god wanted us to always remember well, what happened we, we make such an important i hear all the time about how important your history classes are because you know you need to remember our american history so that it doesn't repeat itself and you're looking back at 150 years. I'm talking about the beginning of time. I know. It makes me giggle because it's like, well, okay, that's great. Why don't we remember this history? The, the only history that Why, matters, history, you know? Every, every Jewish child there is knows about the Exodus. Schools don't you know, teach the history of humanity and how we were brought out of bondage and how we were brought out of slavery and how, you know none of it none of it is taught and then but they make it so important to know what year the civil war was and the whatever all the wars i just it just it blows my mind okay they want you to know about death and destruction they don't want you to know yeah. about you know what i mean they don't want you to know about the bible here so that's that's part of the program okay but, uh, so last on friday we um we went over noah's drunkenness and um Really, the most profound thing to me that I had never realized that I learned that day was, you know, Ham, we have the first instance, instance of gossip here. Ham found his dad drunk and went and just told everybody about it. And his, his two brothers, Shem and Japheth, took a garment and they wouldn't even look at him and they covered him up, and, you know. And because of what Ham did, his son Canaan got cursed and all of his, his family line. And so then we can see that all of Ham's descendants are where we have the Hivites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the, everyone that ends up being the, the 12 tribes of Israel. Yeah. Right. Well, right. I mean, these are the bad ones, though, that everyone ends up having to fight and battle all the time. Like these are well, the that, that too. That's what, you know what I mean? Right. These For are sure. the ones they're, that they're, God they're has all, to save everyone from. out of this, no matter who you are, the good and the bad. They yeah. All, all the good the, ones. Yeah. All the good ones came they all from come Japheth from and Shem. Here. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But Ham's line, Canaan's line, they're all the ones that were bad. They were the ones mm -hmm. that, you know, had the giants and not were, know. not were, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but the yeah. Amorites, the Jebusites, the Hivites, the, you know, the ones that you read about that constantly are causing all the Philistines, 
they came from Ham, and it all came from this curse because he went and gossiped, and that just it blew my mind. It's just I haven't stopped talking about it all weekend. So, um, I just love learning these things. So now we are ready for the Tower of Babel. And the whole earth was one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build a city and a tower whose top may reach into heaven. And let us make us a name lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the earth came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they began to do. They begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth. And from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. Well, here, here we go back to why the English language is, is now uh, learned, known by everybody again, because there needed to be one common language in order to go against God. And this, this is where that comes from and why he separated it before, because people began doing whatever they wanted. They started thinking on their own and they started doing all this crazy stuff, thinking they were worshiping God, building this temple. Trying to get to heaven from a tower. Yeah, enslaving people and, and having them build these towers and going right back to the same principles as he just got you know what i mean we just got through this guys like now you're now you're all doing it again you're all oh man we got to please god maybe god wants us to build this giant tower and god's like i don't need you to build a tower for me go enjoy your life go yeah, go I just, I just saved you guys i just flooded out all the bad yeah 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 you guys are building this giant tower so you know i'm going to break up all your languages so now now we know where all the different languages come from on an, on earth why do we have chinese why do we have english why do we have all these different languages because god did that so before there was a one language sanskrit well most, what's important though is english is like the most new language i mean it what english wasn't a thing it was well, like, for sure for sure that's made, what that's what made, because it, it, was, it was sanskrit most likely or some original form of sanskrit which we don't right. know of so there was a, a language that everybody knew of and they used that to make up all this wild stuff about God and how to serve God. Look and at our English, English language. This ridiculous guess. tower uh, to, to, to have a tower of bullshit all the way to heaven. Like it was just all a bunch of craziness. And so God split up the language so that they wouldn't do this again. And, and, and what did man do? We created a language that we could all learn. And they keep simplifying it and dumbing it down so that yeah. Yeah, it's just know, it doesn't even make sense, though. But, like, we just keep twisting and contorting weird words to mean new things, like a girl is a thought and all these. I mean, it just it gets crazier by the day. I have to literally Google these things to figure out what teenagers are talking about. I know everyone can relate here. You don't know what teenagers yeah. are talking about because it's just... Whatever you want to come up with, you can just make. And really, it comes from a lot of the music industry. They'll yeah. just come up with a word and they'll say, "Oh, well, that means you know, 
a girl and this means this and that means this and that's their truth now and so they just now this is this word and so the english language has gotten really just ridiculous I but it is like, ridiculous from the start because it goes against god god didn't want that he wanted it's those. not a language he made it's a man-made right, right. it's a man-made, it's a man-made language, language and sure. every person from any country like any per- if you know anyone from any other countries, they'll tell you English is the hardest language to learn. It's the most like it doesn't make sense. It's nonsensical. The rules are backwards. Everything about it doesn't make sense. Yes, exactly. I know. I know. Yeah. And that's why they and did it's it. hard for us to learn other languages because we're so used to this backwards, weird, <laughs> nonsensical language that we've just been taught. So, <laughs> Look, yeah. So that that's kind of the story. Everybody gets weird about the tower of babel you know what i mean and you know it's a simple story of what god's trying to say it's like god doesn't need you to do build giant towers in his name and, and all this stuff you know what i mean he just needs you to serve god yeah. and, and if you can't do that it's, you know what, what I mean? he's saying is, is it's not that hard it doesn't ever it never needed to be it that doesn't hard. have to be that it you know what i mean this hard yeah you don't have to do all these god would never intended to be that hard to get to heaven he doesn't. He just wants you to just live life. He wants you to be on earth as you are in heaven. Multiply. That's all they were told he, to do. Yeah, as, as you are in heaven. You know what I mean? It's that simple. You can't go to heaven with hate in your heart. It, it does. God can't even allow it in there because it's heaven. It's pure. So you can't bring it there. You're either of this world or you're of God. There's no separation. There's zero. You know what I mean? You can't be any. So, and the Tower of Babel just shows that. So, again. These are the generations of Shem. Shem was in a hundred years old and begat Arif, Arphaxed, two years after <laughs> the flood. And Shem lived after he begat Arphaxed five hundred years and begat sons and daughters. And Arphaxed lived five hundred, five and thirty years. So thirty-five and begat Selah. And Arphaxed lived after he begat Selah four hundred and three years and begat sons and daughters. And Selah lived 30 years and begat Eber. And Selah lived after he begat Eber 403 years and begat sons and daughters. And Eber lived 430 years and begat Peleg. And Eber lived after he begat Peleg 430 years and begat sons and daughters. And Peleg lived 30 years and begat Reu. And Peleg lived after he begat Reu 209 years and begat sons and daughters. And Reu lived two and thirty years and begat Sarah. So they're starting to get younger and younger when they have kids. Yeah, and it's showing you that they're that these stories are being handed down from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. So the story they're living with this person for four or five hundred years, three or four hundred years before they die. So they know they see it in their life, and it's also part of their life. So it, it's they're they're seeing this in actual living events. Well, just imagine how many kids they have if they started at thirty five and lived to be four hundred and thirty. I mean That's what I'm saying. So you gotta imagine and and, and part you know, Shem and all them, they're living with those people. So they're they're two hundred years with them. So they know they have known them for two hundred of their years. So that they got they got to see God working with them for 200 other years. So they, they already know for the next 200 of their lives, God's going to be with them. So right. it's already a known thing because they're watching this sequence already happening in, in these other people's lives throughout all this lineage here. So yeah. we're, we're, we're looking at, you know, um, a third of the actual existence of earth is happening right here in, in this little area that we're seeing. So this is, and you're also seeing, like you said, everybody is shrinking in age. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
because the earth multiplying more. Right. So the, and they're not really so much living to be much. I mean, they're still living to be 400, which is, you know, not 900. So it's going down significantly there. But um, it's just it's it's odd to me that they're starting to have kids. That, so, I mean, you got to think that'd be like a baby to them. If you live to be 400 when you're 35, like you're still a child having children. So oh, and before sure. that, we've got Noah was 100. No, he was 500 when he had his 500. kids. 500 when he had 500. his kids. So, And then down here, we've got some that were 100. So it's just interesting to me how it's like going down to the age of 35 now, which is almost, you know, where we're at having kids. But Yep. So, yeah, keep on rolling. But then living so long. So you had great, 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 great grandkids. Right. That, that were just right. Exactly. So it's about, that's how the stories got passed down. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and you as the great, 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 great grandpa told the stories. Yes. Because you, you lived it so that these stories were passed down to Moses. Well, and it's so important because, you know, Shem, Japheth and Ham were like the first three, basically, you know, they yeah. were the first three that lived and um, well, after the flood anyways. And so they were able to tell this story, this incredible yeah. story about building yeah. it and all of that. Yeah, they, they were there. They were, there. They were right. They were, and, and they were they were still here, almost five seven hundred years later. After all these other people were already born, that that's coming into play here. So they were great great grandpa was still Noah telling the stories. Yeah, he was still alive telling the stories to to these people. You know, yeah. Hey, I built this boat, and Seth's over there like, yeah, man, grandpa was grandpa really did that. Yes, and, you know what I mean. Like, so it's super verified that this really went down. And, and the lineage is spread out all the way across, all the way down um, through here. So you'll you'll going to see that, like how we get the Moses here real soon. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it was through Japheth, but anyways, um, or it was the one, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. But anyways, we'll find out. And Reu lived after he begat Sarah two hundred and seven years and begot sons and daughters, and Sarah lived thirty years and begot Nahor. See, now that name's familiar, too, but that's Sir Abraham, actually. Yeah, it is. Okay. And Sarah lived after he begat Nahor 200 years and begat sons and daughters. And Nahor lived 90 and, 9 and 20 years and begat Terah. 29, that's the youngest we've seen so far. And Nahor lived after he begat Terah 119 years and begat sons and daughters. So now they're starting to diet like a hundred yeah about 120 is where where you're regular where you're going yeah, about even out here. Mo uh -huh. moses was 120 and it was like considered pretty old so yeah and tara lived 70 years and we got abraham so then he went until he was 70 nahor and haran now these are the generations of tara tara begat abram nahor and haran and haran begat lot and haran died before his father Terah in the land of his nativity in Ur of the Chaldees. And Abram and Nahor took them wives. The name of Abram's wife was Sar Sarai and the name of Nahor's wife Milcah the daughter of Haran the father of Milcah and the father of Iscah. But Sarai was barren. She had no child. And Terah took Abram's son and Lot the son of Haran his son's son and Sarai his daughter-in-law his son Abram's wife and they went forth with them from Ur of the Chaldees to go into the land of Canaan and they came unto Haran and dwelt there and the days of Terah 
were two hundred and five years, and Terah died in Haran. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy great name, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarai, Sarai his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and to the land of Canaan they came. And Abram passed through the land unto the place of Sikkim, unto the plain of Moreh. And the Canaanite was then in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared to him. And he removed from thence unto a mountain unto the east of Bethel, and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west and Hai on the east. And there he builded an altar unto the Lord, and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed, going on still toward the south. And there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down into Egypt to sojourn there. How do you say that word, sojourn? I think so, yeah, that it's sounds all about right. There. And that's basically like um, to mourn, basically, is that what that means? Yeah. To sojourn there. For the famine was grievous in the land, and it came to pass when he was come near to enter into Egypt, that he said unto Sarai his wife, Behold now, I know that thou art a fair woman to look upon. Therefore it shall come to pass, when the Egyptians shall see thee, that they shall say, This is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will save thee alive. Say, I pray thee, thou art my sister, that it may be well with me for thy sake, and my soul shall live because of thee. And it came to pass that when Abram was come into Egypt, the Egyptians beheld the woman, and that she was very fair. The princes also of Pharaoh saw her, and commended her before Pharaoh. And the woman was taken into the Pharaoh's house. And he entreated Abram well for her sake. And he had sheep and oxen, and, and he asses and men servants and maid servants, and she asses and camels. And the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because Sarai, Abram's wife. And Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is it that thou hast done unto me? Why didst thou not tell me that she was thy wife? Why saidst thou she is my sister? So I might have taken her to me to wife. Now therefore behold thy wife, take her, and go thy way. And Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away and his wife and all that he had. I've always wondered at this story here. Um, was he not supposed to do that? Is that kind of no, like, no, he, huh? No, he, 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 was, he, tried to, he tried to, he got busted for. I know. For, so was that God's way of like saying like you should have just had faith that they wouldn't have killed you? Well, yeah, yeah, because you, you, well, basically, you'll see why here in a minute. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. I know that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. every time I, you know, in the story, I'm like, I, I don't feel like he should have done that at all. I feel like he should have just told the truth, and then if he died, died. But yeah, know. the only way he could get through the gate, you know, because I, mean, I perceive through... here that Pharaoh like took her and was, you know, having her and wanting to marry her at this point, and right, she was exactly. just kind of stuck so, yeah. with that because she had to 
go along with it, but yeah, so like he never lied, you know what I mean? But he would have been killed right away. So now, now he's built this relationship with Pharaoh and stuff, and and okay. and so now, 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 now you'll see why here in a second. And Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, and lot with him into the south. And Abram was very rich in cattle and silver and in gold. And he went on his journeys from the south, even to Bethel, unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and Hai, unto the place of the altar which he had made there at first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. And Lot also, which went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. And the land was not able to bear them, that they might dwell together, for their substance was great, so that they could not dwell together. And there was a strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle and the herdmen of Lot's cattle. And the Canaanite and the Perizzite dwelled then in the land. And Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdmen and thy herdmen, for we be brethren. Is it not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, and I will go to the right, or if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere, before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zor. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves the one from the other. Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent toward Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. And the Lord said unto Abram, after that Lot was separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes, and look from the place where thou art northward, and southward, and eastward, and westward, from all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Arise, walk through the land in the length of it, and in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. Then Abram removed his tent, and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre, which is in Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. And it came to pass in the days of Amraphel, king of Shinar, Arioch, king of Elaser, Shador Laomer, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of nations, that these made war with Barah, king of Sodom, and with Bersha, king of Gomorrah, Gomorrah. Gomorrah, yeah, I got that one. It was like on the next line, so it looked like Gomer at first. Okay, Gomorrah. <laughs> Shinab, king of Adma, and Shemeber, king of Zeboam, and the king of Bela, which is Zor. All these were joined together in the vale of Siddim, which I, which is the Salt Sea. Twelve years they served. Shedor Lamar, and in the thirteenth year they rebelled, and in the fourteenth year came Shedor Lamar, and the kings that were with him, and smote Rephaims in Ashtaroth, Carnaim, and the Zuzims in Ham, 
and the Emens in Shaveh, Carathiam, and the Horites in their mount, Seir, unto El Paran, which is by the wilderness. And they returned and came to in Mishpat, which is Kadesh. And, so, and they're, just, they're just showing now like how big this territory is. You know what I mean? This isn't just some little territory where one family, one tribe lives. This is the entire side, western side of the eastern side of the earth at this point. You know what I mean? Well, it's called the Battle of Kings. So this is like all the different territories and their kings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right, exactly. We're setting up kings here. So this is why it's so important. Like this part here is... Uh, Know, setting up all the kings that are going to be in the land. Yeah, this really would be beneficial to write all this down and take notes on this because it's hard to remember and keep track. But if you like, kind of write out a chart, it really helps. Like, to yeah, keep man, track do, do we have a chart? Did I give you one? No. I can, I can get one. We can put it in the comments. Yeah, we can get a yeah, chart and show it. Fantastic. It's just yeah, because you just can't quite possibly just remember all these names. Some of them, like I remembered Nahor being um, relation to. Abraham, and yeah. um, I don't remember the name now. It starts with an A, and it's a tricky one to say. Being Moses's descendant, but right. But yeah, they're all they're all linking back here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're showing where they're coming through the territory. So remember, you got to remember Moses is writing this. Yeah. So so Moses is writing this all down. So he's he's remembering like who family member owned what territory and how they came about and you know all this stuff's being written down here by Moses so you got to remember like Moses really went into great detail to um, tell us exactly who came from where what territories they had how much land they had you know so this is all it's all indicated in here right here and it's part of the kings and this basically becomes all the wars you know what I mean? It is the, the battles of these kings and everything here throughout the rest of the Bible. So it's this kind of kind of important. You know, a lot of people skip over this part, and, and you'll, they'll read through it and, and they'll skip over this. But this is really the the setup of the kings here. You know what I mean? So this is really a, the this, the staple that we're reading through right now of the of the of the middle of this book that brings us to David and everything like that. Brings you know brings through all this. So and that gives us the Psalms, which is one of the best, oh, man. best of all the, and that's another thing, like people don't want to. It's hard for me to even read the rest of the Bible because I just God, keep going back and reading the Psalms every second I get. I mean, I'm That's what I'm saying. How can you not say the Old Testament is anything? And then we like give, saying the, the Psalms I couldn't or live a day of my life without reading at least one Psalms. I, I yeah. couldn't do it. I couldn't. I have to how read how at least one together, every day. Psalms 37. Quite literally, and it, it says it in my chronological book, this psalm right here tells you how to live your life. It, it tells you. It's it's an instruction manual on how to live your life. Psalm 37. Here's yep. what to do. Here's what not to do. That's it. If nothing else in your life, if you read that every day, you'll know what to do and what not to do. Psalms yep. 119. It's a oh. really long one. So good. So good. It just... I couldn't, I'm doing a psalm series right now on our Facebook page, The Love of James Ministries. I have a psalm yeah. series going on, and they're broken down. A psalm for this, a psalm That's for what this. How can you say one's not as important if the other one's important? You know what I mean? If the psalms are that they're important. They're all so important. Like, I can't pick the, the, one book. You can't, you can't. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. I can pick seven. Say, that are well, the Jesus, most important. Jesus came back, so the Old Testament don't Maybe. matter. <laughs> that, that 
then the probably songs probably more like twelve, what. more like yeah. twelve books that are the most important, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so I want everybody to take that out of their wedding ceremonies, and you know, because if if Jesus just came back in the Old Testament, it's not important to take that out. You know what I mean? Because that's not important. God's yeah. love is not important anymore. Right? Exactly. You know, it's so important. Obedience it's to God, so it, you know, is not important anymore. Yeah, just, I and in fact, yeah, the Psalms are just they're oh man. They're my favorite. But, but, but this is setting up the Psalms here. So this part we're reading right now is setting up, you know, the Psalms. So go ahead. Oh, this one. I've got to learn how to say it because it, I, kept, I kept thinking it would only be a couple instances, but it just doesn't stop. Okay. We're not even to it yet. Okay. And there went out the king of Sodom and the king of Gomorrah and the king of Adma and the king of Zeboam and the king of Bela, the same as Zoar. Zor, and they joined battle with them in the vale in the vale of Sidon. 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 Yeah. With yeah, because there's an apostrophe between two D's. So what in the world does that mean? Yeah. Sidon. You got it. This is the one that's killing me right now. Okay, with Shade Shador La Omer. Shador La Omer. The yeah. king of Elam. And with Tidal, king of nations, and Amraphel, king of Shinar, and Arioch, king of Eleser, four kings with five. And the vale of Sidon was full of slime pits, and the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled and fell there, and they that remained fled to the mountain. That does not sound like a good end to me. No, no, you'll see what happens. The Sodom and Gomorrah is a bad, bad shape. Oh, I know, I know, but a slime pit sounds gross. Well, yeah, yeah, I and mean, it's what we live in now. We live in a slime oh, pit. Yeah, that's so. true. That is true. So. <laughs> so maybe, yeah, maybe it wasn't literal there. No, it is, because that's what we live in. You know, I mean, it's just everybody's bad, everybody's for themselves. I know, so I'm saying it's like figurative, a slime pit. Yeah, figurative. Like everything's figurative in the Bible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. Somewhat, I keep I keep forgetting that and then I remember it and I'm like oh yeah okay, all, right, all right we're not thinking of an actual pit of slime. yeah it wasn't actually just a pit of it slime wasn't a real pit of slime in it they fell in the slime pit of sin slime there thank you and they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their victuals and went their way and they took Lot Abram's brother's son who dwelt in Sodom and his goods and departed and there came one that had escaped and told Abram the Hebrew. For he dwelt in the plain of Mamre, the Amorite, brother of Eshcol, and brother of Aner. And these were confederate with Abram. And when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants, born in his own house, 318, that's a lot of people in one house, and pursued them <laughs> unto Dan. And he divided himself against them, he and his servants, by night, and smote them, and pursued them unto Hobah, which is on the left hand of Damascus. And he brought back all the goods, and also brought again his brother Lot, and his goods, and the woman also, and the people. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Shedor Laomer, and of the kings that were with him at the valley of Sheva, which is the king's dale. And Melchizedek, king of... Oh, I like this guy. I like this guy. Uh, king of Salem, 
brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God, and he blessed so, him. So, yeah, so so he's like he's like the this guy's like the the high high priest. So he's not just like a regular guy. So he's like walking up there with God kind of guy. Well, it's using that guy. So you're gonna. Uh, this guy's probably one of the most mysterious people in the Bible. So it reminds well, me of a story that I just read last night in First Kings that just broke my heart. I'll have to talk. And I think he, I think he's in there a couple of times. You know, I'm somewhere. wondering if it's. Um, I, it just broke my heart, and you'll you'll know the story. Um, so when Jeroboam takes the kingdom from Solomon's son, Rehoboam, and he has the two cattles and they're, you know, living in sin and burning incense and sacrificing. Um, <laughs> God sends, there's no name of this man. A man of God comes and God tells him, go tell these people these things and don't eat bread and don't eat, drink water in this land. And so he tells them all these things and they go to Jeroboam goes to arrest him and he, his hand withers and then he begs him, please return, restore my hand. And so, the Lord does, which shocked me. And then I realized so that he would know. I'm the There's no God. Yeah, so I, I did will that. restore your hand, but you remember that. Um, so he does. And then he says, because you did this thing, you know, come eat bread with me, drink water. And he says, I can't. You know, the Lord told me I can't. I can't even return the way that I came. I got to return a different way. So he returns a different way home. And this prophet goes up to him. And he tells him, an angel of the Lord sent me. And told me to tell you to come eat bread and drink water in my house. And he goes with them. And this, I don't know why this story breaks my heart so much. I want to cry. And he does it. And it's just, it's so sad to me. And so he tells him, because you were disobedient to the Lord, you're not going to get to be buried with your family. And on his way home, a lion tears him off the road and kills him. And the lion and the donkey just stand by his body till the prophet comes out and gets him and puts him in his tomb and wants to be buried with him. And it's like... Then why'd you do that? You know, why? I guess because the Lord told him to, to test him. I mean, yeah, basically, yeah. But it broke and my it, heart. It just broke my heart because, like, man, he was doing what he, he was being obedient. And he told him, I know it was a lie, but I don't know. I mean, God, 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 God goes within your heart. You know what I mean? That's true. Anytime you're getting tested, that. anytime you're getting things that you feel like you're getting tested by God, it, it's coming from your own heart. So God knows what's in your heart. He's testing your heart. He's testing your faith in God. He's not testing anything that he doesn't already know the answer to. So you, you got to understand that. You know what I mean? Like when you're out there battling the devil, you're battling your own separation from God. That's all you're battling. The devil only exists because we allow him to exist. You know, the, the, the evil, I should say, not the devil. Satan exists on his own, but the, the, the evil he creates only exists because we allow it to. Right. So, you know, you just have to understand that there, there's a difference there in, in those things. So, But, yeah, it's just making me wonder if this is, like, the same. I don't know. Cause that, no, he, knew it was, he knew it was in his heart, and it wasn't, you know what I mean? It wasn't It wasn't good in, in God's eyes, you know what I mean? So he... he basically let him go you know what i mean it was his own choice he chose to go so he left and and he went out and he was eaten by a lion you know met metaphorically you know what i mean the, the donkey and the lion stood there beside him you know they weren't even scared yeah you know what yeah, I mean? the they, donkey wasn't scared he stayed by the donkey the wasn't scared he was going to get eaten by the lion 
No. And the mean? lion, it says the lion didn't eat him or anything. He just tore, like, he just killed him. Like, instant, yeah, he, like he didn't play, he didn't tear up his body. He just killed him instantly and just stood there by his body until the prophet came and took his body. And then he wanted to be buried by him, though, because he knew that everything he said was going to come true. So I just, I don't know. I, I read that story last night. It, it, it means you can go all the way with God. If you're not true in your heart, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know I mean, you can go and prophesize the word of God. You can go and do these things, but God knows what's in your heart. See, and I just misunderstood that. I thought, I always forget that. I just, I took it as like, he got tricked by this prophet. How mean of him to trick no, no, this no, guy. No, no, not at all. It, it was what was in his heart. You know, so he just what, wanted the bread and the water. He yeah. was what it was. He just wanted That's any it. chance that he could get to have it. Any, any, any chance. He, he, right, exactly. It didn't matter. It was, he, he never was serving God. He was doing God's work. In order to serve because he himself. was told to yeah 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 so so that's that's the worst death yeah. you know what i mean you be eaten by a lion for doing that that's the worst death go serve god and then go eat the bread and water for yourself and not share and provide it for anybody else you know and that's what was going on here so mm -hmm. you know it, some people would be sad about this story but if you know that what's really going well, on that's why i had to ask you about it because it did it broke my heart last night i was so, so i wanted to text you in the middle of the night what does this yeah. mean yeah yeah it's not, it's not sad like at all it's just, you know god god you got to understand that that's how god knows us yeah. he knows us not through the world he knows us through Psalms our soul you know, there, there's two different people. That's why when you get saved and baptized, you know, you you shed your old body, and and, and even as you add a year later, you're still you're still shedding layers of your old self. You know, your your old friends, your old habits, your old, and that's the Holy Spirit growing in you and growing stronger and allowing you to shed more and to see more stuff that that stands in your way of enlightenment. You know, he, he obviously will peel back those layers as you can handle them slowly and and easily so not to jeopardize anything that not a hair on your head will be harmed you know what i mean so you got to understand the complexity of his plan so not a hair on your head will be harmed you know what i mean he he's went all the way to that level to promise you that yeah you know what i mean so you got to understand that that's his covenant to you for the faith in him for following just living in a life of, of following these rules in this one book there's not 37 bibles there's no, no there's no extra funny. bibles yet you, and you know that's one the thing book. in one year man i haven't read all of it but i have memorized more scriptures than I just, I can't, I have a scripture for everything, you know, anything that happens, it just comes into my mind. So it tells me that, you know, I had to stop focusing on, oh, I still haven't read the whole Bible. And, you know, if I had to follow that plan, I'd read it a year. But, you know, I yeah, have read. That's a year, a year later of not growing in Christ. I have read <laughs> some books so many times. I have them memorized. I'm not kidding. I have so many parts of this just deeply embedded in my heart and soul just memorized because they're the ones that have just helped me through and this one right here is what we were just talking about psalms oh it wasn't 119 it was 139 the <laughs> lord thou hast <laughs> me and known me thou knowest my down sitting and mine uprising thou understandest my thought afar off Thou compassest my path and my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. 
For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. He just, he knows us so well. And so whenever you told me that explanation of that story, it makes me giggle because I made that this morning. (laughs) After I dwelled on that all night last night, and that was my answer. I just didn't know it. You already had it. You already had it. He already gives you the answer. That's why you guys, you know what I mean? You just got to be willing to open your eyes and see, like, it's right there. Like, I always tell you, it's right there in front of you, Abby. The answer is right there. All you got to do is open your eyes and see it. Just like what's in the window. All you have to do is look in the window. You can see what's in there when you choose to. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's up to you. It's your choice. You want to see what's in the house window or you don't. You know what I mean? You didn't this time, but now you know, like, you just look in the window. That's all God wants you to do. Just look in the window. You know what I mean? Because he'll, he'll show you the magic. No, I was he'll busy trying to understand what the window meant. Yeah, you're, trying, you're too busy trying to look around the window and trying to... You know, trying to Figure see that shit because it was like blurry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you weren't looking in where the image was. Focused on the blurry part instead of just looking deeper into the part that wasn't blurry, which is silly because obviously, <laughs> if it's blurry, you're probably just not even supposed to worry yeah, about that. It's blurred you out. You know, look I mean, at the part that's not blurry. window there, you didn't get to look at it because you weren't. You weren't there was in light. There. That's all I know. There's light. There, there is. There's definitely light in there, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh huh. There's definitely something going on with that. So yeah, next time you see it, just. You know, you'll you'll know to look in the window. I'm gonna jump into it. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. So, well, that's all the time we got for the day. So, you want to cue the so movie. we'll live off of Mel Shizadek. Is that yeah, right? Mel Shizadek. Mel Shizadek. Mel Shizadek. Mel Imagine not having vowels to say these names. Mel Shizadek. No, it's so hard. You just couldn't. I don't. You know, I just. Anyways, yeah, um, that's a good spot. Ooh, and the next part is Abram's vision. It's exciting. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why I wanted to stop right about there for today. Oh, the, man, the, 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 I hate the, these. I wish we could extend this to two hours. Leave a comment <laughs> if you want us to. <laughs> right, right, I'd be okay yeah. with that. If the Lord tells me to, I will definitely do that. Yeah, go ahead and cue the, cue the video. We'll stay on here for a couple of minutes. Okay. We'll play that last scene. <laughs> 